The following is a Secure Foundation broadcast. If you do not have the proper security clearance to listen to this broadcast, please turn off your listening device now and turn yourself in to the police. Our personnel will take it from there. Commencing playback of deadly auditory cognito hazard in 3, 2, 1. I am your co-host, David. I'm your co-host, Soren. Uh, and today, we're basically going to be finishing up the GOI unit. Uh, we have uh, the yes. GOI descriptions up on the Groups of Interest page, and we're just yes. going to run through all those. Yeah, we're going to run through all the ones that we haven't done and some that we probably have because we forgot, but <laughs> that'll be fine. We're just going to okay. do that real quick, and if we still have time, and we're going to do a tail at the end. If we, still, if we have time in the middle, we could do some skips or other stuff mm-hmm. that are t- related to them. And then... After this next unit, I believe is cannons, which is going to have a lot of stuff. I yeah, with prob- that we probably it wouldn't, shouldn't. It wouldn't until be the last day to record it, but it'll work. It'll well, <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. But like with those, there's a lot more content, so we're not going to be able to cover as much. Mm-hmm. Although we could do part one and twos for some of them, like prob if any of them, Broken Masquerade would be one because that's like the biggest. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Ship cool. in the bottle is going to be fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, did you want to read the file overview? Or did you file want to? overview. Uh, you can do it. I'll read. Okay. So at the top of the groups of interest page, uh, there's a thing that says file overview. It's pretty self-explanatory. It says, uh, the foundation is not the only group with an interest and investment in the paranormal and metaphysical. There are many other groups in existence who possess, use, or attempt to create SCP objects, either for their own personal gain or for the protection of mankind. Some are rival organizations, some are splinter groups of foundation, and some are trusted associates of the foundation. In any case, it has been deemed necessary to create and distribute a brief on what agencies the foundation knows about and our stance towards them. So, I mean, like Soren said before, that's a little late for that, but it gives a general overview of it. So, um, do you want to read the first one? Yep, yep sure. Uh, I was just trying to figure out how to pronounce this word. Uh, Alexi... <laughs> Uh, Alexilva. That sounds okay. Alexilva. Uh, A-L-E-X-Y-L-V-A. I almost said A-L-E-X-A. Okay. Uh, Alexilva University. And then there's here's the overview. This is just going to be overviews of them and then a little discussion, I guess. Uh, very little is known about Alexilva University or its motives. Evidence appears to suggest that the organization exists in some sort of alternate universe in which Latin and Greek cultures maintain dominance over, at least over the Western Hemisphere. Nothing to date is known about any other part of this world. All university-related objects have been found in the mid-southern United States, and more specifically in Tennessee, which is a link to, I'm assuming, nope, it's a link to a tale for some reason. Um leading foundation researchers to believe the university itself is located in that geographical area. Many objects associated with the university, which is not believed to have built the objects, are recovered during postal transit via an agency known as the Vitransmium... Hold on. (laughs) Uh, He's having some troubles with, I'm assuming, his brother. Something's going on in the background. 
I am now going to look up the, I think it's Jeopardy, uh, waiting music. Give me a second. You can pull up YouTube. I feel like it's going to get back before I'm able to pull it up. And I'm here. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can keep going. Where were we? Um, uh, known as many objects associated with the university, it. which are not believed to have built the objects, are recovered during postal transit via an agency known as... Oh, no. Um... Fit Trans Imun Combine, and accompanied by relevant paperwork which has helped shed light on the objects and the place from which they came. To date, all that is known about the methods that transfer the objects is the te- that the technology uses principles similar to that of the Einstein-Rosen Bridge, a concept considered purely theoretical by contemporary science. A particular section of the university, known as the Department of Natural Philosophy, is considered responsible for the transferences, possibly without the knowledge or consent of the rest of the organization. Sorry for kind of running you over verbally at the beginning there. <laughs> it's alright. Yeah, okay. Wait, so what? That's just like a... It's a school that studies these cool things in this alternate universe. Uh, do they know it's an alternate universe? or? I don't know. Just like... They know, they know it's an, it doesn't exist. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and then it's got like a little insignia, which kind of looks like the Deathly Hallows from Harry Potter, except instead of a line going up of it, it's like a square around with a circle. With a circle in it. Yeah. It's a circle, triangle, except the triangle's not centered. It is centered. It just doesn't look centered. Um, And then a square, and then a circle. Yeah. <laughs> All singing, or whatever. Uh, next one is the Ambrose Restaurants. Um, the Ambrose... Ambrosia? Is it? Yeah, I'd say Ambrose. Uh, Ambrose Restaurants is a large scale chain of fine dining eateries located in various public locations across earth along with several locations in anomalous or extra-dimensional locations of interest these restaurants specialize in anomalous food and culinary practices and vary widely in variation and style despite the scale of the ambrose restaurants chain they are generally non-hostile and will instead flee from threats directed towards them ambrose restaurants is currently believed to be jointly owned by persons of interest Chaz ambrose and marius but due to lack of public appearances this is unconfirmed Notably, several groups of interest have engaged in relations with Ambrose restaurants, including Marshall Carter and Dark Limited and Herman Fuller's Circus of the Disquieting, though the extent with which they collaborate is unknown. As the Ambrose restaurant chain continues to expand beyond anomalous markets, any new locations are to be shut down and valuable information on Ambrose restaurants saved. Uh, And then the insignia is just like a, it's just like an A, a yellow A instead of like a blue circle, or yellow brownish. It's kind of an A. It's a weird A. It's, yeah, it's a little it's distorted like, on the side. Yeah. And then, I think we did Anderson Robotics. We did Anderson Robotics. Uh, we also did Are We Cool Yet? So next would be the Black Queen for you. Which I believe is more of a person of interest than a group. The insignia has a black background with a very close to black gray crown. Yeah, it's kind of, it. it's, it's really hard to see. Yep. Uh, very little conclusive information has been recovered about the person of interest called the Black Queen. She claims the given name Allison Chow the name of the daughter of researcher Dr. Gears and uh, two blacked out names, Chow, before Gears' recruitment by the Foundation. The Black Queen possesses unusual knowledge of Foundation structure and activities and its contained anomalies. The reason for this unusual knowledge has yet to be conclusively identified, but it appears to be gained partially through anomalous means, including the possibility of extra-universal information sources. I swear to God if this is just someone who reads the wiki. Because that's been done before, and I... If this yeah. is where it's been done. Okay. It's, like, it's like break the fourth wall, the user type thing. Mm-hmm. That means we're all you, queens. You, the sorry. black queen. What? We're, we're all queens in the eyes yes. of the foundation. 
Yep. Uh, she's repeatedly been able to breach Foundation security utilizing this information in addition to classified anomalous means. Conflicting reports of, exist of the Black Queen's activities and motivations, likely due to multiple into, individuals or deliberate counterintelligence. Initial reports characterize her as male, male, sorry, <laughs> malevolent, murderous, and destructive. Other reports characterize her as neutral or benevolent. All intelligence indicates her hostility towards the Foundation. There are reports of the Black Queen's involvement with most major groups of interest known to the Foundation, along with several world governments. Unverified sources claim that she is the same individual as L.S. of the Serpent's Hand, and that L.S. stands for Little Sister. The reason for this unusual close connection is possibly due to the Black Queen's use of the Wanderer's Library. Intelligence indicates the presence of multiple other individuals also calling themselves the Black Queen. The nature and origin of these individuals is unconclusive. Okay, so uh, she's definitely not someone that just reads the wiki if she's hostile towards That's foundation. true. Um, okay, yeah, it, it kind of seems like she's this very like omnipotent type thing that's just kind of there and mm-hmm. knows everything and also hates everything, so that's fun. Or maybe doesn't. Yeah, that's true. Um, so we did, we also did the Chaos insur- Insurgency, so we're skipping that. And um, the Chicago Spirit, I believe I you did. did. The, yeah, I did the Chicago Spirit briefly. Uh, I, we also did the Church of the Broken God. Um, Church next, of the Second High Toth is for some reason highlighted for me, but I don't think we did it. I, I did not do it, no. Okay. I, I don't remember doing it. Um, so the yeah. insignia for that one is just like a, it's kind of hard to see because it's smaller, but it's like a star with a bunch of like little signs inside of it. And then there's like some white arrows pointing uh, along the outside. And it's red, red and white. Um the Church of the Second High Toth is an occult organization of human and alien entities that adhere to the extraterrestrial uh, or or Tothan religion, aiming to aid a universal guardian deity, uh, Rachmo Liuzin, in combat against extra-universal threats, known as Vertut. Uh, the central beliefs of the religion are that the current uni- universe, the Second High Toth, was preceded by a different universe, which used to exist until it was consumed by an extra-universal entity. That's kind of confusing and... A little weird, but whatever. Um, it, that's kind of how most of this site is. So, uh, A group of survivors fled from the newly created Second High Toth, our reality, which, with seven of them choosing to ascend to godhood to ensure the universe's safety. Six of these gods died over time, leaving Rachmu Liuzin uh, as the last survivor. Operations taken by the church are performed underneath the veil, likely to avoid heavy scrutiny from normal sea organizations. The main language of the group is the Ortothan Extraterrestrial Language, or OEL, which has been anomalously eh, kept unchanged despite the distances between Ortoth and sex. Uh, group members attribute this to acts of divine intervention. Human Ortothan belief systems are known to have existed uh, around 11,000 uh, BCE, corresponding to the formation of the ancient Ortothan kingdom civilization, though modern branches have only been developed in the past century. Ortothan groups separate from the church separate from the church exist, all being significantly smaller in comparison and tending to have different moral beliefs. Beyond the church, the Ortothan religion has an interstellar and intergalactic presence, having initially emerged among extraterrestrial civilizations. Numerous uh, such Ortothan civilizations are known to exist, with their full extent not yet ascertained. Among the la- largest of these is the Turzin II Ortothan Coalition, a collection of Ortothan entities residing in global... Glo- eh. Globular Cluster Terzin II at war with the hostile 12-star civilization. 
The only Ortofan civilization known to have entered the solar system is species of interest 002. It is presumed extinct. <clears throat> okay, yeah, so it, it's pretty much just, again, an, another religion believing that uh, it's there was like a, a universe before us which apparently was eaten <laughs> by Munch. something and everyone uh, else moved to our reality and it is it is with aliens as well obviously with aliens but you know neat i did deer college in the last episode ah, all right and we also did dr one entertainment so you can go ahead and wait uh, did, did we do the factory yes we did the factory the factory is okay. a big one we also did the factory then, so then you would be the fifth. I think we, we should we should have done the factory. I believe, I'm pretty sure we did. I, I kind of yeah. I think, I think I we did the factory. It's a big factory. Thing. It's a it was a huge factory that made everything, but also people like that lived there always and died there frequently. Um, yeah, for some reason, like industrial revolution on steroids kind of thing. Then yeah. the guy who created it, uh, they. Like, killed him and hung him by his intestines, and he was alive for, like, a day. Oh. I see. I don't remember that part, but okay. And then there's still, like, anomalies that pop up with saying made by the factory on them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember pretty much all of that, that, except the intestines part. That's yeah, that's the, main, that's the main thing, is that they keep, <laughs> there's, keep being anomalous things that pop up from it. Mm-hmm. All right, the fifth church. Hold on. We didn't do this, right? Yeah, we didn't. No, we did not do the fifth. The church. fifth church, the fifth church, or the fifthest church, uh, is this church is to other churches what clowns are to people. There are some superficial similarities, but all the wrong things are being emphasized and exaggerated, so you can't quite put your finger on what is wrong. Sure, it isn't out to get you, but what does it mean? Why is it there? What happens if it calls to you? What do I have against clowns? And that was <laughs> Doctor Blank without the "What do I have against clowns?" part. Um. The fifth church, also known as the Church of Fifthism, or the Fifthist Ch Fellowship, is a highly <laughs> secretive religious organization which possesses ties throughout the entertainment industry. Despite repeated investigations, culminating in the 2007 nationwide sting known as Operation Stargazer, no further details regarding its doctrines, its practices, its numbers of members, or its goals have been confirmed, although a watch list is ma maintained of 100 confirmed and suspe suspected fifthest celebrities and other prominent personalities its origins have been placed in varying points in the mid-20th century and various locations in north america and asia but some sources have dated it centuries earlier the fifth church has never communicated directly with the scp foundation but it is considered to be a hostile forced force forced <laughs> i'm gonna just like look at i Perhaps we did this, we did, I feel like we might have mentioned it before. I de we definitely did. Because I remember the whole fifthest thing and how we couldn't pronounce it. Because um, it's just too much on, like, a tongue. <laughs> it just doesn't work out. Um, but I don't know if we covered it necessarily. I definitely I don't think remember so. it. It's, but it's really weird and confusing. It seems like it. It's a, a lot strange of the, church. That's all you gotta know. I mean, that's like, <laughs> that's like half the groups of interest we've mentioned so far, though. So... You know, um, <laughs> yeah, the insignia for that is also a star, except the, it's really thin, and it's got a pentagon, um, in the middle, with, like, a little black line going through it. Um, next is Gamers Against Weed, which we did, uh, one after that, it was the Global Occult Co Coalition, which I think was one of we the first ones that did. we did. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Grew Division P. Yeah, so, originally known as the, I think that's Russian, um, 
which is CHDAKN, or Fourth Department of Normal Occurrences Com Commission. It was established in early 1935 by a direct decree of J.V. Stalin. Uh, I wonder who that is. Its first task being the investigation of the murder of uh, S.M. Kirov. During World War II, the commission expanded into the newly reorganized GRU as Division P Psych uh, Psychotronics, working to counteract anomalous threats from the SS um, Ananerbi and the Vatican, and to capture and study anomalous artifacts both at home and abroad for the benefit of the Soviet government. Division P, uh, by the way, just for uh, a little bit of aid, the insignia for this is a star with the, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like the communist, like, hammer. The Soviet, the USSR, yeah. um, hammer yeah. and sickle. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why we're talking about that. Uh, Division P has carried on with this role throughout the Cold War, making foundation operations in the countries of the uh, Comintern very difficult. After 1991, rapid restructuring coupled with budget cuts and the decommissioning or sale of significant assets resulted in numerous defections of their personnel. A significant pro proportion of both Chaos Insurgency and Marshall Carter and Dark operatives in Eastern Europe originated from GRU Division P ranks and the flooding of the European black market with anomalous items formerly in their possession. Currently, this group of insurance poses little direct threat to the Foundation. So yeah, it's, it kind of just seems like a, a division of like the Soviet um, government of just like studies for anomalous objects and things. Yeah. Alright, and Herman Fuller's Circus of the Disquieting is another one that I think we've mentioned. I... I think this is definitely one that we at least mentioned. I I feel we have we may have done it. It's I a circus it's of anomalous origin and purpose, and there's no evidence that it exists outside of Skip's saying it does. And that's about it. Um, most objects typified by humanoid status utilize anomalous deformities for the sake of performance. Some, uh, yeah. Yeah, Typically, seems... objects related to it are found at fairgrounds where the show is said to have been performed. Yeah, okay. It's a yeah, circus it... that doesn't really no longer exist. Yeah. It seems kind of... Well, I mean, it, it's definitely very mysterious, as many of the things in this... Again, in this website are. Um, mm -hmm. Next one is the Horizon Initiative, which I know we definitely didn't do. The insignia for this is an orange background uh, with like a black mountain and then the sun with an eye kind of rising over it. Um, overview says the Horizon Initiative is an organization created in the late 1960s by various influential sects in the main three uh, Abrahamic, uh, Abrahamic religions as a response to the growing number of anomalous activities and groups which, which they perceived as threats and I believe that's Christianity Judaism and uh, fuck uh, I can't remember what the name of the religion that muslims follow is islam islam that um that one. I, <laughs> I had a really big brain fart with that um through the full the full extent of their goals is uncertain the horizon initiative is known to target scp objects either with the intention of retrieving or destroying them to, depending on each item's perceived place in their dogma the initiative is led by a tribunal composed of leaders from the three largest sects involved in its creation through, though a large amount of internal strife often leaves the official leadership in less than full control of the organization. The HI's main combat force, Project uh, Malaeus, is generally developed in anti-cult operations and in SCP retrieval operations. 
The initiative's relations with most other groups of interest in the foundation seems to be in a state of constant flux. While all parts of the HI perceive the Church as a broken God and Fifth Church with a great deal, great degree of ho- uh, uh, with a great degree of hostility and at times engaging them in armed conflict, sentiments toward the foundation of GOC vary greatly, from open hostility to a limited willingness to cooperate, depending on the internal af- uh, affiliation of individual members. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so again, that just feels like it's just it's like not directly a religion uh but it different religious members take uh, anomalous objects and i guess hold them like within their religion and so they'll all they all kind of like form together while also fight each other at the same time yep um i think yeah you i jamia <laughs> oh jeez, the Imperial Japanese Anomalous Matters Examination Agency, or IJMIA, not to be confused with the foundation precursor IJMIA with a G, the Imperial German Anomalous Matters Examination Agency, was Japan's official and primary anomaly agency in the period from the Meiji Restoration in 1868 until the end of World War II in 1945. IJMIA was founded with the purpose to bring Japan up to speed with Western esoterics research acting as a modern counterpart to pre-existing so-called primitive groups. In this capacity, the IJMIA cataloged hundreds of different anomalies spread throughout Japan and her colonies, conducting extensive research on these, and undertook numerous projects aiming to utilize the anomalous for the greater good of the fledgling empire. IJMIA saw its most significant role during World War II when it attempted to weaponize several anomalies to assist military force in the war against the Allies. Rushed planning and insufficient funds, however, resulted in few of these programs bearing fruit. The IJMIA was formally disbanded with the Treaty of San Francisco in 1951, and most of its assets were either transferred to GOC control or covertly acquired by the Foundation. However, Imperial loyalists and Japanese nationalists within it kept IJMIA alive in the post-war years, this time as a clandestine operation, organization, sorry, during which its main focus was checking the spread of communist influence in Japan and East Asia. Today, it it primarily serves to care for the well-being of Japan's diverse but faltering anomalous ecology, and supports various nationalist agendas within its ties to prominent politicians, business people, and cultural personalities throughout Japan. It seeks to return some political power to the imperial family and return Japan to great power status, and actively seeks to exploit the various anomalies in its possession for this purpose. The Foundation is seen as a foreign rival at best, and agents are to exercise due caution when interacting with IJMIA personnel. Yeah, and the insignia for that was the flag that Japan used with the, like, red circle and the lines coming out, and then it looks like a couple uh, Japanese symbols, with, which if yeah. we had Alonzo on, again, he would have helped us with that, but yep. you know, we can. Um, <laughs> a little late for that. But yeah, yeah, so it's just a sect of the Japanese government that looked into um, anomalous objects specifically for weaponizing, but that clearly didn't work out well, so, you know. Yeah, no. Okay, and so then, the next next one we have is the Mana Charitable Foundation. I think we we touched on this definitely. I know we definitely didn't do it. It's though. a it's a charity that does anomalous stuff, <laughs> and is recognized by the UN. <laughs> yeah, and most of these things do anomalous stuff though. The insignia for this, uh, I'm not even really sure. It looks like a mountain within a ball, kind of on a green background. Um, yeah, established in 1971 as an interfaith humanitarian relief agency, recovered documents described the Mana Charitable Foundation mission as sharing all of God's miracles with the least of his children. 
Oh, okay. It's funded indirectly through associations with various charitable groups and religious organizations, and on occasion publicly endorsed by wealthy philanthropists or academic institutions. The MCF's primary agenda since its founding has been the redistribution of anomalous objects or their byproducts to civilians living in poverty-stricken regions in the Third World or in areas afflicted by warfare, famine, or national disaster. The MCF is currently recognized as a non-governmental organization by the United Nations and is known to operate legally and illegally in several hostile or isolated regions outside the Foundation's sphere of influence. No SCP objects known to have been distributed by the MCF to date have caused intentional harm to human beings or communities, and detained MCF operatives tend to demonstrate strong pacifist beliefs. Containment breaches associated with the group have often resulted in human casualties or severe threats to the global status quo due to unforeseen consequences of the objects released from containment, and or a zeal to distribute potentially helpful objects immediately without rigorous scientific study of their long-term behavior. Yeah, so like you said, they're basically just like a, a charity that helps. Yeah, but they don't take care because like a lot of SCPs are like, oh, this is a super cool thing that does something useful, but if you use it too much, you die. <laughs> yeah. They're, and they, they don't they're, test for that. They're too quick to act as as opposed to like actually just going with it. Um, we did Marshall Carter and Dark. Uh, I did Nobody. So the next one for you would be the Office for the Reclamation of Islamic Artifacts. Oh yeah, this one, this one has a lot of stuff with the serpents with the Scarlet King, if I remember correctly, but like not much else. I don't remember though. Okay, O R I A. The symbol's kind of it's something. It looks like an eye, like the, an eye, and then some squares, some symbols, and things. Yeah. All right, the Office for the Reclamation of Islamic Artifacts, Oria, I guess is a paramilitary force answerable only to the supreme leader of Iran, dedicated to the collection and utilization of anomalous artifacts throughout the Middle East and Central Asia. Following the 1979 overthrow of the imperial Iranian government by revolutionary forces and subsequent creation of the Islamic Republic of Iran, all public... All... Uh, all public. Public. That's not even... There's no word that that is. All Foundation <laughs> personnel were expelled from Iran as agents of colonialism. Attempts at maintaining a clandestine presence in the country met with failure, with the majority of Foundation personnel either captured or killed, and sites uh, blank, blank, and blank being captured by Iranian forces. To prevent Iran from being left behind in the field of extranormal research, the Oreo was created by a secret decree of Supreme Leader Khomeini? Khomeini? Khomeini, yeah. Khomeini. In 1981, despite its name, the group has not limited itself to, to the pursuit of anomalous objects of Islamic origin. Although the Oriya has access to considerable resources, its effectiveness is hobbled by infighting among numerous factions within the organization. Some of these disputes center around philosophy. Some of these disputes center <laughs> okay. around philosophical differences, such as the weaponization of anomalous objects, while others appear to be personal in nature. The proliferation of factions appears to have been intentional, as the organization of the Oria often leaves multiple commanders with overlapping areas of responsibility. It is theorized that the reasoning behind this arrangement was to prevent any one individual from accumulating enough power to pose a challenge to the supreme leader. With the spread of Iranian hegemony throughout the Middle East and Western Asia, the Oria has expanded its reach across the region, becoming the foremost paranormal organization in the Middle East. The Oria is considered to be a hostile force, and the Foundation personnel are advised to use extreme caution when in engaging. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's 
it's, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's mainly just... A lot of this feels like it's basically like sex of a, of a, of a government or like a religion. That's... Yeah, because those are a lot of the ones that aren't touched on very much. Because mm-hmm. there's so many of them and people don't really like to write for them because they're not creative. Which is why we're doing them all now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so just, I guess, a sect of the, the Iranian government using anomalous objects for their benefit. Um, next one we have is the uh, Oniroi Collective. Um, that's uh, two black triangles and a purple triangle with, I guess, a cloud, a black circle, and then just like a, a Y, an upside-down Y underneath. Um Information about the Oneirai Collective has come to the Foundation only through analysis and interviews or the anomalous objects they leave behind. It is believed that to be a collective consciousness of dreaming persons and dream-based entities. Intelligence has shown that they have been documented by other groups of interest, usually to a degree similar to the Foundation's interaction. The Oneirai Collective is apparently capable of contacting even highly isolated entities, uh, example, nobody. Um, Their goals, if any exist, are currently unknown. Um... Yeah, so kind of just mysterious collective with... Uh, dream people. Yeah, dream people. <laughs> uh, we did Prometheus Labs. Uh, we also, also did um, Sarka Cults. We also did the Serpent's Hand. Um, and so I think next for you is the Shark Punning, Punching Center. Shark Punching Center, yes! Okay, <laughs> this... I'm going to say something about this out of character. This was created because people kept typing SPC instead of SCP. Which is the best. Okay. Overview. The Shark Punching Center, also known as the Selechian Punching Center, the Shark Punching Center, spelled the English way, British way, whatever, and... Oh, no. Selechoisk Pungisk Kambin, among others, is an organization located in one or more parallel universes, apparently acting as an alternative universe counterpart to the Foundation. While the Foundation has known of the Center for several decades, the structure, documentation, and general tone taken by the Shark shark Punching Center varies wildly, suggesting one or more universes in a state of flux. Documents pertaining to the Shark Punching Center have been recovered, and indicates a much more militaristic and unstable tone than the Foundation document. As the name would suggest, the SPC is mostly focused on furthering hand-to-hand combat as a means to do... As a means to neutralize Selechian entities, though some documentation fails to differentiate between Selechian and Aquatic. And that's yeah. a link to a, a skip. Uh-huh. It is unclear if the Shark Punching Center has any knowledge or, or concern of or with Foundation activities. <laughs> the uh, Shark Punching Center. Yeah. The, the insignia for that is basically just the SCP Foundation's one, but it's got fins on it, and it's great. It's got fins on the outsides, and there's and the little arrows that poke out our fists. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is, see, this is one of the reasons why I love this this website is because even when like it it'll take a, a like a really minor joke and run with it so well that you just don't realize it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the Unusual Incidents Unit Federal Bureau of Investigation already. And so the last one uh, is the Wilson's Wildlife Solutions. Um, insignia for this is a couple of leaves and then WWS over that. Uh, Wilson's Wildlife Solutions is a paranormal uh, publicly funded wildlife service based in Clackamas County, Oregon, specifically in the town of Boring. Although the foundation has known of Wilson's Wildlife Solutions' existence and anomalous affiliation since 1999, it took nine years until the uh, Ursus 
Maritimus incident in 2008 for their existence to be officially recognized and a relationship established between the two groups. Currently, the Boring Agreement outlines that Wilson's Wildlife Solutions should be supervised by MTF Beta 4 castaways local to Site-64, and that they may handle containment of safe or Euclid fauna based anomalies with varying degrees of Foundation's intervention on a case-to-case -case basis. Amendments to the Boring Agreement can be, and have been, made to account for gray areas or new policies as necessary. Um, so yeah, so sort of just like a wildlife conservation type thing. Um. <clears throat> Hi, um... Thanks for listening to the <laughs> podcast. Was, that was like the least smooth <laughs> transition from that, but okay, man. Go for it. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> we're here again, and we should be still here for a while. Yeah. Oh, well, my God. It'll okay. happen. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Thanks for uh, listening. <laughs> share the show. Tell people to listen, because it's cool, and we appreciate it. Mm -hmm. There's Patreon, SC Podcast there, $1 a shout-out, $5 is a special channel in the Discord, and eventually cut content, as well as a shout-out, too. We have a Twitter, SC Podcast Show. That's 1P in both SC and Podcast. Mm -hmm. SCP and Podcast. Uh, so there's they share it. Uh, then our we have a new $1 patron, uh, Daniel Herrera. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, we have Discord as well, which is linked in our Twitter Twitter bio. So and if you want, you want to go there. yep. And if you want to sponsor the show or to have us say something to someone you know for either something of yourself that you've made or your friend, just email us at scpodcastofficial at gmail dot com. This is like the most butchered version I think of the mineral we've ever done. Uh, you say butchered, I say personality. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And uh, as as always, thank you to Kevin McLeod for providing the introduction music under the title "Twisting." All right, uh, back to the show where I believe we're gonna summarize some of the groups of interest that we've already talked about. Mm -hmm. Just and overall, we're gonna read a tale at the end as well. Yep. All right, we're back. Now we're gonna talk about things we've talked about in the past bunch of episodes. So I guess if you want, you could skip all those and just listen to this one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't. <laughs> Please don't. Um, First up is Anderson Robotics. Um, it's it's really just like a robotics, um, I guess, company. They made um, anomalous like uh, androids, robots, AI, cybernetics, and everything. And uh, believe they would sell them um, throughout different uh, different licensors and different distributors and everything. Yep. And then okay, are we cool yet? supposedly a connection of anomalous artists or an artist create either create or obtain anomalous stuff to create supposed art installations which are placed for maximum public exposure and fatal to bystanders usually <laughs> the phrase are we cool yet is always present in some way and they're jerks they're they stuck they're stuck up they're yeah i don't they're, like they're, them they're stuck up like like really high ego artists snooty artists that believe that art is more important than the lives of innocents. <laughs> it is. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> next is the Chaos Insurgency, which was a splinter group of the Foundation um, created by a rogue cell that went AWOL. 
um, with a couple objects in 1924. Um, since then, they have become a major player on the world stage, using the anomalies that it obtains for its own benefit and to consolidate its global power base. Insurgency not only deals in anomalies, but also in weapons running and intelligence gathering. So they they don't really like the Foundation that much. Um, they Like I said, they're just kind of like an AWOL sect that, that broke off. Um, do you want me to read the Chicago Spirit as well, since I, I did that one? Sure, yeah. Okay, yeah. so Chicago Spirit, um, <clears throat> very, very big uh, criminal organization in the Western Hemisphere, which was uh, based in Chicago. Um, it extends through most of the United States, um, and it was known for recruiting individuals with anomalous capabilities. It was creating and exploiting anomalous artifacts for use in its criminal activities. I believe they originally started as a bar, uh, and then the guy that started it, Richard D. Chappelle, um, who is an anomalous individual, slowly turned it in. Ba- basically, the, the mob. It was like the anomalous mob, um, which was fun and cool. Yep. The Church of the Broken God is a supposed church that is, is run basically the believes that their god <laughs> is broken into a ton of anomalous pieces, and they try to collect the pieces and reassemble them. And they did at one point, but it was a heart that was false or something supposedly and it tore up like it's i think that it's in universe the reason that the gulf of california isn't connected oh okay yeah some some blew up and it just didn't work out (laughs) yeah well a giant god tore through that all stuff and they brand the foundation as heretics Uh, okay (laughs) well i think they brand everyone besides themselves as heretics well yeah but the foundation most of all specifically yeah Yeah, Um, then dear college you can do that because you did that yeah, Deer College uh, it was a liberal arts and occult scientist college in the heart of Scenic 3 Portland. Um, it was often seen as a liberal arts c- counterpart to its GOC-sponsored rival across town, ICSUT Portland. Uh, it was basically just like a college uh, that kind of helped um, you learn about uh, different... Um, different anomalous objects. Some of its alumni included Vincent Anderson, which was the CEO of Anderson Robotics, uh, Lesbian Gangar, which was one of the co-founders of Gamers Against Weed. Um, yeah, it's it's just pretty much a college that helps learn about helps you learn about different anomalous objects and, and skips and things. Yep. All right, Dr. Woman Entertainment is like the factory, but better. It makes <laughs> uh, th- things that thematically resemble children's toys, but are always... Um, sorry, but intended for children, usually non-harmful, although sometimes they're accidentally harmful, and are anomalous in nature. They also created the Little Misters, which are people that are anomalous humanoids altered for collectability. They are known to have targeted Foundation personnel in the past, and their feelings toward the Foundation appear to be ambiguous. There is... See the entry of Isabel Wonderton. Uh, this is a suppose... This is like a thing of like, well, now it's not... It doesn't link directly to it. There's a person that might be the Wondertainment, but it's not really known for certain if it's a person or anything. I think it's Isabel's daughter. I don't know. If it's a person or a group or whatever. Yeah. I remember when we were doing the episode, there were some that, like, had, like, what seemed like more of a name and then what seemed like more of of a group. So it seems like it could be both. Yeah, and it just depends on the writing style, too. Yeah. Uh, And then... Next is Gamers Against Weed, uh, which is a loosely organized confederation of anomalous individuals. Um, that produce or procure anomalies for satirical purposes and or for their own amusement. Um, they, they, they're they just like a bunch of like internet trolls <laughs> when it comes to it. They fuck around with different uh, anomalies and things and make fun of people with them. Um, 
specifically uh, a lot through the use of the Little Mystery series, which we've just mentioned. Um, uh, and they are very, very, very much against weed. They definitely don't smoke all the time whatsoever. Yeah. Then they're in chat rooms um, and stuff. And they it's originally created for IRC chats, but they definitely have multiple Discord servers. Obviously. They have, wanna, they have like 15 Discord one. servers so just so that if they don't like someone at that moment, they can talk without <laughs> them being able to see it. It's like okay. it, it's basically just the same group, but like each different chat is without one different person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Global Occult Coalition, created in the aftermath of World War II, is basically the UN's like political anomalous thing. They try to destroy everything, and they use high tech experimental technology. They yeah, but they destroy anomalies rather than study them or anything. And they, depending on the situation, they are either for or against the foundation, and they don't like that the foundation contains stuff instead of destroying them mm-hmm. uh next is uh marshall carter and dark um as a club based in london england uh catering to the super rich and with extensive political and financial ties worldwide uh it caused extensive problems for the foundation they collect rare and obscure items um uh, kind of auction it off to like i said the very very rich and political people um and obviously that's result in a lot of conflict conflict with the foundation in a lot of different times um they're yeah it, that's that's basically it. they're a bunch of like snobby like high high power people that auction it off auction off different anomalous objects and things yep and then uh, nobody is a either group person or entity known as nobody and there's only ever one known at any given time it's a caucasian male dressed in a gray suit and fedora ask if Ask his identity, he replies that he is nobody. There may not, maybe, um, multiple may not be. Their agenda is currently unknown, sometimes helping the foundation, sometimes hindering them. Cautioners is recommended if any agents uh, encounter an operative saying nobody. And I believe there's some tales that say, like, nobody has, like, knows exactly what they're doing, um, keeping things in check and just random stuff. But it's, again, it's down to the writer. Yeah, it's very just kind of mysterious, like, figure that's out there. Um, uh, next is Prometheus Labs, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, which are uh, dedicated to researching anomalous objects for use in developing new technologies. Over the years, they have developed multinational conglomerate uh, selling advanced and anomalous technologies to governments, uh, militaries, and other groups of interest. Um, these display a nominal amount of cooperation with Foundation efforts to protect normalcy and have even collaborated with the Foundation but refused to cease the study of anomalies um, and has resisted Foundation oversight. Um, they're kind of just like a lab, hence prometheus labs that like different study and uh help understand different anomalous objects and skips and things uh, i think soren may have no i'm here died. okay oh. sarkic cult is a cult that is about sarkicism um <laughs> they're yeah. they're they're i believe they're just a generic anomalous cult yeah, I, pretty much there. Yeah, they they sacrifice things. There's two versions. There's the modern one and the one that still practices like the old style, traditional type thing. Yeah. Some sometimes really like um, some hate technology. Some really like it. You know, all that kind of thing. And it yeah. is believed that the foundation only knows a fraction of what everything is. Mm-hmm. Next up is the Serpent's okay. Hand, uh, which is a small but formidable organization responsible for several security breaches. Um, 
total number of members belonging to the organization is unknown as there's their level of technology, uh, number of possible SCPs held, or total level of threat. However, it's clear that they are highly coordinated and possibly dangerous. Um, one of one of their leaders uh, thought to be known as LS, who's considered personally responsible for chief security breaches in Foundation sites. They there's not much. The Foundation doesn't have much information on Serpentan, um, and most uh, information has been leaked from GOC intelligence. Um, seems to embrace the use and, and existence of paranormal items, and in particular, seems to embrace humanoid and sentient SCPs. They've been very vocal in criticizing containment and destruction of the SCPs, especially those which are fully human and not particularly destructive. Um, they're primarily based in an anomalous location called the Wanderers Library, building access through portals found in many different parts of the world. Um, they don't have very good relations with the chaos, chaos Insurgency and the ORIA, an extremely hostile relationship with the GOC. Um, yeah, they're primarily um, <clears throat> primarily focused on uh, curating knowledge um, about different um, parts of anomalous culture, really, um, and kind of just maintaining the Wanderer's Library. Yeah, shark punching center. Uh, okay. Yeah. The UIU, the, the final one. It's a division of the FBI. They're the gov the U.S. government's way of uh, encountering stuff, and they are woefully underprepared and do not know what they're doing. <laughs> they do not have enough funding. They do not have anything disparagingly referred to as X-Files and UI-useless overall. They they uh, are generally well-meaning, but they don't have they have a lack of financial manpower and, uh, and resources in terms of information and everything as well. They're not effective at very much at all. They don't know what they're doing. They're just they're trying their hardest though. Yeah. Um finally, uh we're gonna read um a skip that I found or a tale that I found a while ago. It's called uh Ex Nihilo Nihil, um, which in English give me a second. Um I forget. Uh like out of nothing comes comes nothing um and it, i'm reading this basically because it ties into a bunch of different um ones so i'm gonna just gonna go ahead and read that now again like i said it's called ex nihilo nihil uh which is latin uh it says i wake up and i wonder once again what i am what i was meant to be i move though my limbs though i will though i will my limbs not and as i walk through the darkness i feel them scrape upon one another and crunch on the brush concrete fo floor this is not life. They open the door and my body freezes. The light is so bright it burns, and although I have no eyes to see it, I know it is there. They move slowly around me, and I cannot run. I can never run, even when they no longer seize me. I'm a slave to myself and to my shape shapeless limbs. Sometimes before I kill them, I look at myself. In my gray, formless hands, at my misshapen head, at the walls of my prison, at the floor, stained red and brown by the substance, substances that I will into being. I am a statue, but I have no beauty. I move constantly, but I have no purpose. I am a thing without form or function. I am not art. And art is a link to are we cool yet? They come, and they look at me. I feel their stare is born in my hollow body, probing for any hint at my tormented mechanism. It continues for days, for years, the burning light and the inevitable darkness. They have stopped now. They, they know that there is nothing more to learn. I was not made for them, nor they for me. I am no plaything of theirs. I am not wonderful. And that is a link to Dr. Wondertainment. It is possible that I was a gift of some kind, but it is hard to imagine what good I could possibly do in the world. My, my frame is weak, and I have no kindness to bestow. I cannot control the crimes I commit. I can only commit these crimes. 
My life is not mine to give, and I know in my heart they will not take it. I never know the pleasure of death. Whoever created me, they were not charitable. Um, and that was the mission, um, yeah, mission watch bulletin. Um, it is true that I am beyond their comprehension and that they hold me in reverence. It is the reverence of the damned. I kill for pleasure, and the pleasure is not even mine to have. My painted mask runs red with blood, and I know that there is no God. For if there was, he would not let me live. He would not let me be. I am an abomination, a threat to both good and evil. In a world of black and white, I dwell in the gray. I have been called many things, but never divine. And that is the Church of the Broken God. What, then, is my ultimate fate? Not to be bought, which is a link to Marshall Carter and Dark, and sold, which is a link to Prometheus Labs, as a commodity. I know that. I am outside the reach of, more, of mere wealth. Those that hold me in their possession would rather see me ground to dust than traded as merchandise, nor am I a weapon, which is a link to the chaos insurgency. I am weak despite my strength. I murder, but I do not harm unjustly, and I am not under the control of a single person. I have no knowledge, which is the serpent's hand, to impart, no joy to bestow, and no task to fulfill. I do not even scare them anymore, disquieting though my visage is, and that's a link to the Herman Fuller hub. Amongst a web of life, I am a dying prisoner in a shell of clay. I am a single object, doomed without purpose, without any source of respite. To subsist as I do now is to die a death more potent than that suffered by mortals. I can only dream of having the vitality that they take for granted. No one takes responsibility for my actions save myself, and even I am unable to speak out against the world. My legs walk onwards, tracking pathways through the brown and red, awaiting the pain that comes with light and the darkness that hurts me more. In my cage of brick and steel, in my cage of dye and dust, I am alone. So that's really fun. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, that's fun. For me, it kind of it kind of felt like a sort of uh, tale from the perspective of like uh, an SCP um, or like yeah. an, an object or something, just because like it feels like everything and everyone tries to use them and they can never like escape that. Um, I don't know. It's that's that's what it felt like to me. But yeah, that kind of thing works. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's spooky. Um. Yeah, so that's basically the group of interests unit. Uh, there are a lot of them. There are a lot of more tiny ones that we also didn't uh, mention, um, which obviously you guys can go and check out on your own time if you would like. But yeah, that's, that's yep. I think we it. mentioned all, well, most of them. There are some minor ones. Uh, most of the major ones aren't we got. linked. Yeah. Um, I forget. What did you say the next uh, group was going to be? I think it was like Canon. 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 Which yeah. is. Like, so basically, canon with SCP is up to the reader, obviously. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to be canon in your little world, in your mind, is. Mm -hmm. But there's also our official canons where things are slightly different or otherwise strange. Um, Yeah, that's about it. All right. um, Cool. Well, then that that wraps up the GOI unit. Um, This has been. Hopefully next week we'll get into that. Yeah. This has Um, been the Secure Contained Podcast. I am your co-host, Soren. And I'm your co-host, David. And we will see you guys, or talk to you guys, I guess, next week. See you then. See you.